Hello again, everybody. This is Matthew Barzik for It's My Life. Welcome back. The last time we were here, I was telling you a little bit about my high school days. Oh, high school. The good old days. Somewhat. Well, by 19 years old, now a senior. It's almost graduation. In an early year of 1996, the year starts off, got new freshmen, new kids getting transferred, and there's these two or three bullies that they were starting to make fun of me personally, my friends, because we look different, are different for our own different situations. I'm epileptic and have seizures, some are on wheelchairs, others have Alzheimer's, others are Down syndrome. We all have our own conditions and we can't help it. But these bullies, uh, their own reason why they decide to make fun of us is because physically they look normal, but their mentality is what their disability is. They're only reason that they're in these kind of classes is because they only have problems with one subject. Let's, for example, say math or English or science or whatever. So instead of being in all LD classes, they get put in one, but they have uh, problems to cope with their disabilities of understanding uh, why they're in these kind of classes and they're embarrassed so then they see someone who is completely different than they are physically and mentally so they go after the little guy and as a senior still a young teenage young adult now get into uh, still have a lot of anger from my childhood of embarrassment and laughter at and being put to shame because of my disability and condition I see what's going on in front of me kids being laughed at and laughed at me but I figure as the senior student, I got to set a good example. As much as inside it pains me and there's all this anger building and building and building, praying that it doesn't blow over. And physical terms, I have to show physically to everyone to be the better person since I was the senior. So I said to these kids, let's form our own clique, our own crew, you know, whatever you want to call it. 
And let's exclude whoever makes fun of us, whoever disrespects us, whoever judges us. They're not allowed in this group. And we hang out before class, hang out after class. And after after school, we hang out on weekends. And we got each other's back. So we said, okay, so we made a deal. And the rules are can't make fun of each other you can't call each other names and you have to have each other's back protect each other and respect one another so those were the rules we all got it so there was me a couple of my friends uh, had either a type of their own disabilities that they They had uh, people in wheelchairs and Don Syndrome, others with Alzheimer's, all sorts. We really didn't judge. So one day, these two bullies, uh, which I will keep nameless for both his and I's sake, Because I don't know if he or someone is listening to this podcast or someone that he knows. And I don't want to put them to shame. But this bully uh, said to first these kids, you're in a wheelchair, start cracking up and making fun of them. You're wearing glasses call them a cricket and it might sound funny right now as I'm talking but it was no laughing matter think about it look at yourself first in a mirror see if you're wearing glasses see if something's odd about you and picture somebody making fun of you anything so I said to the guy What's your deal? And he responded, Oh, well, he's in a wheelchair. He can't walk. Yeah, so. She's got glasses. Yeah, so. And and he comes to me, he says, And you urinating yourself. I'm like, Well, that was then. This is now, so. And he just was on a roll. And I said, It's time for you to leave. Weekend goes by. He comes back with two of the kids. So by now, I have probably 20 friends of mine in our group, or our clique, whatever you want to call it. It's up to you. I just call it a group. And he says, Matt, how in the world did you get 20 people in your group? And I said, well, for one, I don't stand there and call them names. I don't make fun of them. I respect them. I don't judge them. They do the same. We got each other's back. We protect each other. Following day, we go back to school. And the other kids that he was with 
He says, I I don't want to mess around with these kids, and this is not good for our, our reputation. So they did their own little group. And at some point, these two bullies, one of them got transferred, another one moved out. And that one bully was left out by himself. Out in the cold. We really didn't care. And then one day he comes back. Probably a week later. Hey, Matt, I'd like to join your group or your clique or whatever you want to call it. I said no. 24 hours later, Matt, no. 24 hours later, I'm like, what do you want? What am I supposed to do to join your group? Okay. We'll give you a test. One week. One whole entire week. Some of these kids live in the same neighborhood as you, so they see and hear what goes on. So while we're in school, before, during, and after, you can't make fun of us. You can't pick on us. No name calling of any sort, big or small. Not even in a joking matter, because you don't know us. So you're probably wondering, well, what if I say it after school when I'm at home or in a neighborhood? I'm like, well, like I said, there's kids that live in your neighborhood. They see and hear everything. And his neighbor actually goes to the same school as me. So go figure. So when he found that out, he's like, oh, crap. I'm like, yeah, crap. You want to be part of this group? That's what you got to do. One week. So he says, okay, I could handle a week. So a week goes by. He passed a test. I said, okay, let's see how this goes. We turned out to be actually good friends with him. And when I graduated, he stayed. Everything was fine. And I had a chance to go to a college for learning disabled students in Boca Raton. But I refused because I said, no, 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 no. I am not going to no special ed college. I dealt with that from first grade to high school. I had enough. Don't forget, this is a conversation of like a very big taboo conversation these seizures, this LD, and I'm, I'm a young teenage kid going to being an adult. And my whole life, it was all taboo. I didn't want to talk about it if I had a seizure. Uh, I was just starting to understand that what seizures were. And I didn't get to accept having them until at least my early 20s. So now at 19, I said, no, 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 no not going no college with learning disabled so my mother says uh okay well we'll, what are you gonna do i guess i'll find a job so that's where we're gonna leave and i'll tell you about my first job see you soon
How you doing, everybody? Matthew Rabarzik here, and welcome back to my podcast. Last time I left you, I just graduated high school, class of 96. Best year, of course. And ready to get my first job. The first job I got was at Walter C. Young Middle School, working for the Walter C. Young Community where my mother was a French teacher at night and I was a maintenance worker by day for this program for a lady who ran a program for adults with disabilities. Some of them were blind, others were Down syndrome, some others were handicapped on wheelchair, So they could only do very minimal things and the only reason they were there is to pretty much get out of the house and work with their hands. And the basic things they could only do is weed around the plant inside the pots. And while I had my own little section, uh, trimming the leaves, cutting down trees, pulling weeds around the pots, cleaning and maintaining the area wherever the plants were. I did that for probably about four years, come close to the year 2000. By now I'm in my early 20s. Ah, the 20s. I miss those. The good old years. And... By 2000, I leave the school and I get a job at an arts and crafts place called Pearl's Arts and Crafts. Now, currently, it's out of business and went belly up. And I stayed there for roughly... A few months, I would say three or four months, uh, kind of went sideways. A lot of people that worked there didn't get along with one another. Management wasn't that great. No one really got along. So people came and went. Was not doing so well. And you could have seen in down the road in the future that that company is going to go south and as many people came in they came out so they got hired they quit really quickly so Eileen just left and said forget it because it's not that they treated me bad it's just they overworked you and No matter how young you are, I don't care what you say. You could say, well, you're in your 20s. You could handle it. No, that's not the point. Don't forget, I have a disability and a condition. So a 20-year-old plus all that makes me like a 40-year-old person on the inside. So that kind of went south, the company and the people working there. Then for about six to nine months, 
I didn't work, didn't get a job. I had a lot of anger and some personal issues going on. So I saw a therapist that I wasn't too crazy for. My mother wanted me to. I said, Mom, all I need is to talk to you. You're my therapist. You know, I don't need to see anybody. And Mom's like, oh, that's great, dear, but I think you need to see a professional. And we argued off and on, off and on. In the end, I said, you know what? Sure, why not? So I finally got to see this guy. And uh, it was mainly for kids, technically, or young adults. And it was a friend of ours. If you remember, I talked about Pat Dean, who worked for the Epilepsy Foundation in Miami Children's when I was a kid. And... Her friend, uh, Michael, was a therapist and for children and young adults. So he said, okay, come with me. We're going to go and check out these places and see if these kids could probably help you out and work with them. Kind of do little activities. We went bowling at one time or two and we went to Dave and Buster's and play some games with them. And it was this little 10-year-old boy. I forget his name, but he he was a nice kid, but his anger issues were like mine. The difference, it's like looking in a mirror and you see yourself younger and you see all the anger management and all the craziness that you are doing, but you don't realize it until you actually see someone having it. So you see this 10-year-old doing exactly what you do. And right there in that moment, you're like, oh my God, it's me, but younger. So I set myself to like, I'm going to help this kid. I'm no therapist or anything, but maybe you don't need to be a therapist. You could just work together. So I'm working with this kid. And this kid is throwing hissy fits because he's losing in the games. And I'm trying to explain to him, it's not all about winning. It's not all about losing. But I'm not going to hang with you if you're going to act like this. So over time, it worked out. And he always wanted to hang out with me. Always wanted to be with me when we had our little sessions and played bowling or went to Dave and Buster's, which was cool and all. And at some point, I got a little bit better. And that I got another job at a rest stop. And that I didn't like because it was mainly just cutting grass. You could say, oh, well, I thought you liked nature. Yes, I did. I, I like plants and yes, I do. I, I, I like cutting. I like trimming. I like doing anything with plants. But it was always the basic thing. But it was not always the basic things on the gardening and cutting. It was mainly always mowing and trimming and mowing and trimming and then when it rains you got to go clean the restrooms at the rest stop and i was not down with that and at one point i got stuck with that i'm like yeah not for me buddy sorry so i walked out and i said forget it no not for me so that lasted probably i would say six months or so give or take Come towards the year 2001, 
I got sick and tired of looking for jobs. I said, you know, let's screw this. I want to work on getting my GED. My girlfriend is about to like graduate college. And she's at Boston right now. And she's going to graduate. I'm going to go and do my GED. I'm going to go to maybe a art school or somewhere. And I'm into art. Why not work somewhere? So I do the GED. Fast forward to finish the GED. I fail. I managed to pass science, which was no surprise. But the mathematics and like a, a real moron. So, you know, it's no surprise. So I felt GED. But while I was in the middle of doing the GED... My girlfriend's in town before she graduates, and she's with her mom. And you got these kids who are causing trouble. I had a Miami Heat shirt. My mother was working nights until 9. My father was out of town for business. And these kids start saying things about the Miami Heat. I had a Miami Heat shirt and saying, oh, the Miami Heat suck. They're a loser team. They're a piece of crap. And it's true, they were really a piece of crap around that time. But that's not the point. So I ignored them. So what? You know, it's their opinion. They like whatever other team. And then they start taking rocks and pebbles and start throwing that. And I didn't want to cause a commotion because it was four against one. So I just said uh, to myself over and over and over, uh... It's just words. It's just words. It's just words. It's just words. Words will not hurt me. Words will not hurt me. You know the saying. And I said that while I was waiting for my girlfriend and her mom. Because she was down for the holidays. I guess it was a Jewish holiday or something. I believe it was somewhere around there. And she... Comes, she picks me up. She says, okay, let's go out for dinner. I go, no, I'm fine. And I'm throwing two fists up and having my nails down my skin. And my hands are shaking and trembling. And the mother says, you sure? Yeah. My girlfriend says, you sure, honey? Yeah, totally. Finally, I get dropped off at my parents' house. Open a door, close the door. Shut down the door, lock the door, and I punch a three-inch thick hole into the kitchen wall. Bang, bang, and bang. Three punches to the point until I start bleeding and feel pain. I didn't feel no pain. I wasn't satisfied. I was ready to punch another hole until then I realized, I'm like, holy shit, what did I just do? So then my mom calls and she says, are you okay? Nope. What happened? I'll explain later. And as I'm waiting for my mother, I said, all right, I got the solution. Grab the butcher knife, lay in bed and stab it right into the throat. So I'm in bed. I got the butcher knife in my hand. I said, Point it down to the Adam's apple or near the throat. And about to yank it in there. As I'm about to yank it into the throat, 
Phone rings. Pick up the phone and turn out to be my girlfriend, Julia. I was like, holy crap. And she says, are you okay? I said, and you have no idea, but you just saved my life. You don't know it yet, but you saved my life. So she asked a bunch of questions. What do you mean? I explained to her the whole story, and she says, oh, my God. Your mom know? Oh, she will now. She just pulled in. So I hang up with her, and I tell mom before you go nuts. I explained to her the whole story. She was upset, but she wasn't mad because I told the truth. She goes, well, wait until your father finds out. I'm like, you know what? I don't even care. Let's tell him. I really don't care. So eventually, dad found out. He was upset. He wasn't mad. But then I continued uh, seeing my therapist. So I didn't work for a while. And GED was a bust. So then I went to McFadder. Where I will explain to you a little bit more about my school days at McFadder. See you soon. How you doing, everybody? Matthew Rabarzik here, and welcome back to my podcast. Last time I left you, I just graduated high school, class of 96. Best year, of course. And ready to get my first job. The first job I got was at Walter C. Young Middle School, working for the Walter C. Young community, where my mother was a French teacher at night, and I was a maintenance worker by day for this program for a lady who ran a program for adults with disabilities. Some of them were blind, others were Down syndrome, some others were handicapped on wheelchair. So they could only do very minimal things and the only reason they were there is to pretty much get out of the house and work with their hands. And the basic things they could only do is weed around the plant inside the pots. And while I had my own little section, uh, trimming the leaves, cutting down trees, pulling weeds around the pots, cleaning and maintaining the area wherever the plants were. I did that for probably about four years, come close to the year 2000. By now I'm in my early 20s. Ah, the 20s. I miss those. The good old years. And by 2000, I leave the school and I get a job 
at an arts and crafts place called Pearl's Arts and Crafts. Now, currently, it's out of business. It went belly up. And I stayed there for roughly a few months. I would say three or four months. Kind of went sideways. A lot of people that worked there didn't get along with one another. Management wasn't that great. No one really got along. So people came and went. Was not doing so well. And you could have seen in down the road in the future that that company is going to go south. And as many people came in, they came out. So they got hired. They quit really quickly. So Eileen just left and said forget it because it's not that they treated me bad it's just they overworked you and no matter how young you are I don't care what you say you could say well you're in your 20s you could handle it no that's not the point don't forget I have a disability and a condition so a 20 year old plus all that makes me like a 40 year old person in the inside so that kind of went south the company and the people working there then for about six to nine months i didn't work didn't get a job i had a lot of anger and some personal issues going on so I saw a therapist that I wasn't too crazy for. My mother wanted me to. I said, Mom, all I need is to talk to you. You're my therapist. You know, I don't need to see anybody. And my mom's like, oh, that's great, dear, but I think you need to see a professional. And we argued off and on, off and on. In the end, I said, you know what? Sure, why not? So I finally got to see this guy. And uh, it was mainly... For kids, technically, or young adults. And it was a friend of ours. If you remember, I talked about Pat Dean, who worked for the Epilepsy Foundation in Miami Children's when I was a kid. And her friend, uh, Michael, was a therapist and for children and young adults. So he said, okay, come with me. We're going to go and check out these places of and see if these kids could probably help you out and work with them kind of do little activities we went bowling at one time or two and we went to Dave and Buster's and play some games with them and it was this little 10 year old boy I forget his name but he, he was a nice kid but his anger issues were like mine the difference it's like looking in a mirror and you see yourself younger and you see all the anger management and all the craziness that you are doing, but you don't realize it until you actually see someone having it. So you see this 10-year-old doing exactly what you do. And it's right there in that moment, you're like, oh my God, it's me, but younger. So I set myself to like, I want to help this kid. 
I'm no therapist or anything, but maybe you don't need to be a therapist. You could just work together. So I'm working with this kid. This kid is throwing hissy fits because he's losing in the games. And I'm trying to explain to him it's not all about winning. It's not all about losing. But I'm not going to hang with you if you're going to act like this. So over time, it worked out. And he always wanted to hang out with me. Always wanted to be with me when we had our little sessions and played bowling or went to Dave and Buster's. Which was cool, no? And at some point, I got a little bit better. And that I got another job at a rest stop. And that I didn't like because it was mainly just cutting grass. You could say, oh, well, I thought you liked nature. Yes, I did. I, I like plant and yes I do I, I, I like cutting I like trimming I like doing anything with plants but it was always the basic thing but it was not always the basic things on the gardening and cutting it was mainly always mowing and trimming and mowing and trimming and then when it rains you gotta go clean the restrooms at the rest stop and I was not down with that and at one point I got stuck with that I'm like and eh, not for me buddy sorry so I walked out and I said forget it no not for me so that lasted probably I would say six months or so give or take come towards the year 2001 I got sick and tired of looking for jobs I said you know let's screw this I want to work on getting my GED my girlfriend is about to like graduate college and she's at Boston right now and she's going to graduate. I'm going to go and do my GED. I'm going to go to maybe a art school or somewhere and I'm into art. Why not? Or somewhere. So I do the GED, fast forward to finish the GED, I fail, I managed to pass science, which was no surprise, but the mathematics, I'm like a, a real moron, so, you know, it's no surprise. So I failed the GED, but while I was in the middle of doing the GED, my girlfriend's in town before she graduates, and she's with her mom. And you got these kids who are causing trouble. I had a Miami Heat shirt. My mother was working nights until 9. My father was out of town for business. And these kids start saying things about the Miami Heat. I had a Miami Heat shirt and saying, oh, the Miami Heat suck. They're a loser team. They're a piece of crap. And it's true. They were really a piece of crap around that time. But that's not the point. So I ignored them. So what? You know, it's their opinion. They like whatever other team. And then they start taking rocks and pebbles and start throwing that. And I didn't want to cause a commotion because it was four against one. So I just said uh, to myself over and over and over, uh, it's just words. It's just words. It's just words. It's just words. Words will not hurt me. Words will not hurt me. You know the saying. And I said that while I was waiting for my girlfriend and her mom because she was down for 
the holidays, I guess it was a Jewish holiday or something. I, I believe it was somewhere around there. And she comes, she picks me up. She says, okay, let's go out for dinner. I go, no, I'm fine. And I'm throwing two fists up and have my nails down my skin. And my hands are shaking and trembling. And the mother says, you sure? Yeah. My girlfriend says, you sure, honey? Yeah, totally. Finally, I get dropped off at my parents' house. Open the door, close the door, shut down the door, lock the door. And I punch a three-inch thick hole into the kitchen wall. Bang, bang, and bang. Three punches to the point until I start bleeding and feel pain. I didn't feel no pain. I wasn't satisfied. I was ready to punch another hole and tell them I realized, I'm like, holy shit, what did I just do? So then my mom calls and she says, are you okay? Nope. What happened? I'll explain later. And as I'm waiting for my mother, I said, all right, I got the solution. Grab the butcher knife, lay in bed, and stab it right into the throat. So I'm in bed, I got the butcher knife in my hand, I point it down to the Adam's apple or near the throat, and about to yank it in there. As I'm about to yank it into the throat, phone rings. Pick up the phone. And turned out to be my girlfriend, Julia. I was like, holy crap. And she says, are you okay? I said, and you have no idea, but you just saved my life. You don't know it yet, but you saved my life. So she asked a bunch of questions. What do you mean? I explained to her the whole story, and she says, oh my god. Your mom know? Oh, she will now. She just pulled in. So I hang up with her and I tell mom before you go nuts. I explained to her the whole story. She was upset, but she wasn't mad because I told the truth. She goes, well, wait until your father finds out. I'm like, you know what? I don't even care. Just tell him. I really don't care. So eventually dad found out. He was upset. He wasn't mad. But then I continued uh, seeing my therapist. So I didn't work for a while. And GED was a bust. So I, then I went to McFadder. Where I will explain to you a little bit more about my school days at McFadder. See you soon.